Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international bestseller, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And today on our show, I have another great, great, great guest. In fact, I have goosebumps over this one. His name is Alex J. Hermosillo. Alex is an internationally known healer and spiritual teacher who had a near-death experience back in 1997. With the wisdom given to him on the other side, along with his experiences of healing, Alex developed a simple, fast, and effective energy healing technique that anyone can do for themselves and is called Mastery of Energy Healing. Alex Hermosillo has touched the lives of thousands of people and helped people heal from heart disease, cancer, tumors, migraine headaches, depression, grief, and so much more. In fact, he dedicates his life to helping others. His healing center is located in Phoenix, Arizona. He's the author of the book called A True Story of Hope, Healing, and Miracles. He's also has an incredible, powerful meditation that I just finished listening to, and it's called I Now Release, I Now Bring In. It's a meditation to heal your mind, body, and spirit. Alex Hermosillo has been featured on Fox News, ABC, and CBS from his home in Phoenix. I absolutely cannot wait for him to share his story with all of us. So I'd like now to give a warm welcome to Mr. Alex Hermosillo to We Don't Die Radio. Alex, welcome to our show. Sandra, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me on your show today. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I was so excited. I was stumbling over my words. It's like a little kid at Christmas time. I just <laughs> wanted to wrap it real fast. So, my dear f- new friend, um, yes. I've been on your website, Mastery of Healing Energy. I've listened to your audio and now meeting you for the first time, you know your story more than anyone. So I don't really even know how to begin to ask how it all began. And and so if you wouldn't mind just sharing your story. Well, uh, well, thank you for for, uh, giving me this opportunity to share my experience. Um, It's just, it was so, I was not expecting it. I was raised Catholic and went to Catholic school and, and everything, you know, God just seemed so, so far away. And uh, then, uh, you know, just, so so that was my life. And, uh, you know, just uh, you know, went to high school and then went in the military. I was in the Navy. I was actually on the USS Enterprise. My, my whole family is, wow. is military. And then I uh, uh, went to some schools and college and then uh, ended up uh, working at a large department store. And um, during lunchtime, I went and I had a chili cheese dog. And, you know, just I wasn't feeling very good. Uh, my stomach was upset. And then several hours later, I actually was rushed to the um, emergency room um, due to internal bleeding. Wow. And uh, I remember that uh, I was laying on this bed in, in the emergency room and all these doctors and nurses were around me doing their very best to, to save my life. And then this overwhelming peace came into me, just a great, great peace. And then after that, a beautiful golden mist 
and everything dissipated. All the doctors, nurses, the emergency room, everything was gone. And the next thing I knew, I was about 20 feet off the ground looking downward. Hmm. And I saw my entire family. I have nine brothers and sisters. So I saw my, it, it was interesting. They were all lined up in a straight row. I saw my father, my mother was next to him. And then my brothers and sisters, uh, they were organized through their ages. So the oldest one was next to my mother and then he went down to the youngest one. And then the woman uh, that rushed me to the emergency room, she was there also. And they all just looked up at me in a state of awe. Their, their jaws were actually open. This, and their eyes were wide, just looking up at me. And I was looking down at them and I was very happy and joyous and I was waving at them and waving at them and wow. they just didn't, they didn't say anything. They just looked at me. And I knew at that time, Sandra, that my time here on earth was done. But I was excited. I waved at my family one more time you know, and I knew that they would be okay. It, it's just so interesting that you know, when, when I think about that time, this I knew that every single one of them was going to be okay, so it was okay for me to leave. And um, I actually uh, looked upward, and I saw clouds. And I began to float and fly through the clouds. And as I uh, was going through the clouds, I actually had my hands like Superman. So here I am going through the clouds. My hands are, are out. You know, my right one was out further in oh. front of me like man and my left one was to my side and I was flying and then as I was going through the clouds I thought to myself Alex if you put your hands to your sides there'll be less wind resistance so I put my hands to my side <laughs> that's funny <laughs> isn't it yeah isn't it so so here's one leaving this world to go to the place that we call heaven I'm thinking how can I get there quicker so I, I I put my hands to my sides and faster and faster and faster I began to fly. I mean I was I was breaking the sound barrier. I knew it, and uh, I broke through the clouds, and then suddenly waves and waves of fear, shame, grief, heartache, depression, all of my pain that I experienced here on earth was being pulled out of me. I could feel it coming from the top of my head, just flowing down my body and just out of my feet. All these hurtful and painful experiences just being pulled out of me completely, everything, until you know there was nothing left except pure joy. And it, it was just phenomenal. I looked up in front of me and I uh, saw a pinpoint of white light. And I remember crying out, faster, faster, and faster, and there I went, faster even. And I entered into the light. And it was a love and a peace that I have never, ever experienced here on earth before. Wow. And I knew I was home in the presence of God. It was so incredible, this love and this peace. I was so joyous being there. And I was floating 
around up there. And um, I remember that uh, I saw beams of light, and, and I focused on them, and I realized that there were actually souls. Uh, so there were beams of light or souls, and I could see them etherically. You know, so they had the forms of humans, you know, okay. and, and faces even, and um, you know, arms and legs and torsos. And um, you know, I, I just realized, oh, I said, oh, there's other souls here, which I was excited. But then I realized that each one of them had a different amount of light. Okay, and as I pondered this, what I was seeing and experiencing, I realized that. Each soul had light, deep, and this light reflected who they were here on earth. Okay? That the light was a all-nurturing, all-loving, all-healing energy. Mm-hmm. So uh, there were souls that had a little bit of light, and others had a great amount of light. And as I looked at these souls, I realized that... Uh, the ones that had less light, they were not, they had challenges and were not able to forgive themselves for what they've done here on earth. So less light, because there was less love, you know, compassion for themselves. And if they had challenges of forgiving their loved ones or, or, or they blame people or if they were angry at others or, or judge people for their pain that they experienced here on earth, they had less light. And then the others that had much more light, I realized right away these were people that did the best that they could here on earth uh, for themselves, for their, for their family, and did their best not to judge or be angry, upset at others, you know, uh, the humanitarians even, you know. And it reflected on, on their light. You know, they did the best not to judge themselves, you know, so they would have more light, you know, because we all mm-hmm. have many experiences here on earth. And then, as I looked beyond them, I saw great beams of light. And they had so much light, I actually had to put my hands over my eyes to cover you know, my eyes. It was like looking into the sun. And I realized then, at that time, that these were the Martin Luther Kings, the Mother Teresas, oh, wow. the Gandhis, the Buddhas, the Mother Marys, the Jesuses of the world, these great souls of great peace, love, compassion, and humility. I was 60. I was just looking at them. And then one of them began to approach me. And I remember looking at it. And it was like, oh my God, I recognize this soul. The enlightened one. I felt so honored. And it came to me and entered me. What I could only call, it was it's difficult to put it into words, but it was like an anointment, a blessing. As it entered me, this energy, a great love and peace, compassion and humility. Then the next thing I felt, everything was so bright. 
my whole existence became awakened. Then I began to hear beeping sounds. It was beep, 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 beep. And then I said, oh no. And then the next thing I realized, Sandra, I was back, I was actually at the hospital in a room. I was, I was uh, this experience happened to me about 11 o'clock at night and now it was daylight. And I'm looking around, I open my eyes, I'm like, oh no, oh no. I realized I was not in that beautiful place that we call heaven. Wow. Home. And I was so upset. I was so angry. I closed my eyes. It was my whole soul and heart, my total existence. I tried to wish myself back to that place, that place of great love and peace. And after about two or three minutes, I opened my eyes. I looked around. I said, no, God, please, no. And I closed my eyes again, doing the very best to wish myself back to that great place of love and peace. And after two or three minutes, I opened my eyes. I said, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> I was so, I'm stuck here. <laughs> it was so heartbreaking. And I was there, and, and you know, just, I, I was, it was painful. And the woman that actually rushed me to the emergency room, she she was there. She was at the foot of the bed. And she looked at me and realized what I was experiencing. And uh, she came over to me and gave me a kiss on my forehead. And with that one kiss of, of compassion and love, I thought, okay, it's okay to stay here. Can I ask you a quick question, Alex? Yes. What, was it an experience like a dream or was it an experience like being alive and awake? Oh, it was being alive, much more alive than even being here on earth. It was so true physically, emotionally, mentally, just okay. so real, so real. It was so real. Okay, that's all I wanted to ask. Okay, <laughs> that's a very good question. And and uh, when I came back and I was there in the hospital, it was so interesting because when this uh, woman ca came to me and approached me, I could feel her energy. I could sense it, physically feel it. I could feel her peace and her love that was within her but also her grief and pain. Hmm. I could see her aura, her energy. It was beautiful. And I thought, oh, this is different. And I, so I, I realized later on that um, as I went to the light, all of my fear, shame, and grief and pain was pulled out of me, everything, until there was nothing but great joy and peace. So I, I was cleansed. I was uh, there was a purification. So now coming back, I was able to not only recognize and feel love and peace with this woman, but also uh, the grief and heartaches that she had experienced. And wow. since I was in heaven and was able to see souls, you know, the, the, you know, I was able to see her soul, her aura, her energy. And uh, that was just a, 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 the beginning of uh, some incredible experiences that I would have after that day. It was just incredible. Um, 
it, it, was, it was very challenging, very challenging, because I was so different, um, so different. I, I knew the truth. The truth was given to me. Wow. It, it has to be different, because here you were working in a department store, mm-hmm. get your chili cheese dog, and you come out on the other side being this enlightened being. So you're a whole new, transformed human being. Yes, yes. Uh, just uh, the true essence of what I was, the, the true essence of what we all are, I was at that time. The true essence. And uh, it, it was very challenging because I would you know, see people's energies. I was feeling them. Uh, it, it was just challenging at the time. And um, just uh, you know, to have that ability to see many things, and, and I was seeing angels, I was seeing people's loved ones that transitioned. Wow! I was feeling them, you know, the, the people, and and you know, knowing, you know, just uh, if if they had vanity or, or anger or you know, just it, it, it was very challenging for me, and. Um, is just uh, I. It was like God said to me, Alex, we're going to send you to school. And I said, and I'm like, okay, where? You know, what college am I going to? And God said, no, we're going to send you to school, the school of life. And um, you know, not knowing that it was a great gift given to me, and I um, because of the challenges I was going through, it, it was very hard for me to to be here in this place. You know, because it could be harsh, and um, and then this healing abilities that I had were were, were very powerful. Uh, my mother had a surgery. It, you know, she had to have surgery, and mm-hmm. um, you know how they stick those little tubes in your nose and during surgery and everything. But yes, um, with her, she would actually uh, after surgery she was sent home, and her nose would bleed. And it was bleeding three or four times a week, and, and we would have to rush her to the emergency room once or twice a week. I was living at my parents' house at this time, and um, I, it was. Uh, I remember one day she came into the living room, and I was watching television. My uh, my father was a Marine in World War II, and I just happened to be watching John Wayne on television with one of those movies, mm-hmm. you know, Guadalcanal, and I was really focused on it. And uh, experiencing or trying, wondering what my father went through, you know. And my mother came out with her hands cupped underneath her nose and, and her, her, her mouth. And she said, Alex, take me to her mercy. I'm bleeding. And her nose is bleeding. It's coming out of her mouth. All this blood. And for reasons un- unknown to me, I put my hand out to her. I was about four or five feet away. And I put my hand out to her. And this burst of energy came out of my hand and I wasn't looking at my mother but she yelled like you know like something horrible happened to her it frightened me I ran in my room locked the door behind me I'm thinking oh God please God don't let her be dead don't let her be dead God please I paced up and down for you know 15-20 minutes I believe and then I I, I said please God don't let my mother be dead and uh, the room across from mine my father was taking a nap so I finally got the courage to go check on my mother, and I went out to the living room, and there she was, and she said, Alex, all the blood stopped. It's gone. And I said, that is good, Mom. I love you. And um, I I walked out, went to a bar, and then returned home to about 3 in the morning. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, and, and then after that, it was just it kept on happening, this 
energy was flowing out of my hands and and knowing things and uh, it, it was so hard for me you know and I be- began to drink heavily wow and I became alcoholic I felt like there was a mistake that I wasn't supposed to be back down here on earth that I was supposed to be in heaven but they made a mistake and you know because I was raised Catholic, you know, and, 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 you know, just in this healing power, this energy, I thought, well, only Jesus could do this, and then, you know, but the alcohol wasn't helping at all, so right. uh, an individual introduced me to drugs, and um, the drug of choice was crystal meth, so I became wow. a drug. Um, I walked away from my job, became suicidal. Oh, Alex. Thank you for being then, so vulnerable and telling your real story, by the way, because <laughs> a lot of people have gone through some peaks and valleys and maybe in a valley now and can't see their way out. And sometimes, mm, you know, you well, hit rock bottom till you figure things out. So go oh, ahead, yes. continue. I, well, thank you, Sandra. And, um, you know, I became homeless. Wow. I became homeless. And... It was just God and I now. And I began to remember you know, who I was and because of my near-death experience, what I had become. Remembering that I had been many, many, many things, but that I have always been the light. Always been the light. And knowing what I experienced in heaven, that we are you know, beings of light, that love created us, and healing sustains us here on earth, that I began to help others, you know, uh, with this gift that was awakened in me. As, uh, and, and just one becomes so, so humble when one goes through those experiences. And I, I knew that God gave me this gift. Could you that when share he, some of those experiences before we're through? Just some of those things that taught you, like this is real and this is what I'm meant to be doing? And Oh, well, um, being up in heaven, uh, I, I remember when I was looking at these beings of light, the, the ones of great light, uh, when I had to cover my eyes, the, the the Buddhists, the Jesus, the Mother Mary, the Gandhi, they had so much light. I remember when I was up there, because I want to be like that. Hmm. I remember heaven that I, I said, I want to be that light. So coming back, you know, I feel like God sent me to school to go through these experiences so one can be humble. One, there's no judgment. There's no anger. There's only a great, great peace and compassion. And um, as I uh, began to, you know, get out of being homeless, once I learned that, you know, I was in school, that uh, people would come to me. Uh, I I, uh, remember uh, I was working, you know, I had this gift that, you know, someone would be in pain, it would touch him, and the pain would go away. If it was shoulder pain, neck pain, and 
I remember this individual coming with pain in their knees, great pain, and I just put my hands on there and, and you know, just 10, 15 minutes, because, oh, it's all gone. I said, well, that's good. And then... <laughs> You're so calm. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> well, just, uh, you know, uh, it, it just it became more profound, more... And it, it was, no matter what happened, it, it was just beautiful, and I felt so fortunate to, to be in service to others. And I remember um, one individual that, that found out about me and uh, he had uh, severe heart disease. Uh, he was uh, taking 32 different medications a day and I think up to 16 nitroglycerin pills a day. And his doctor told him, well, if you, if you take this much, you're going to die. And he said, I am going to die because of the pain. Uh, he, was at the, he went to the National Institute of Health um, saw the best cardiologist in the country and at the end they told him he was going to die and um, I remember when he he came to see me and he, and he told me he said um, you know he told me you know he came in a scooter with oxygen you know and he said if you, Alex if you do not heal me um, I'm going to commit suicide in a couple of weeks I'm going to wait till my wife goes to work and the two kids go to school. I'm going to lock myself up in a garage and just let it happen. Turn on the car and just let it happen. Wow. I looked at him and I said, well, let's see if we can help you out. And, <laughs> and um, he laid there, put my hand over uh, his, his chest, his heart. And um, after that session, he never took nitroglycerin again. He never used a scooter, never used oxygen. Uh, he went down from 32 different medications a day to two. Wow. And uh, he went ballroom dancing two weeks later for over two and a half hours. That sounds like a miracle. It, well, um, you know, where, where, where there is great love, all things are possible. Wow. Yes. And, and, and just more people would find out about me. And, and um, you know, but it's just... Uh, I have been so blessed and I'm so privileged to, to help others. And we just had a, a, about seven months ago, we had this um, beautiful boy come to us. His parents brought him. He was 16 years old, had stage four lymphoma. And um, he, he was here and, and uh, he was so beautiful and um as he he laid on my table and I I said did you know I had a near death experience and he said no no and I asked him what he felt about dying or leaving he said I'm okay with it so I told my experience and uh, he felt very comforted and, and peaceful and um, after the end of the session you know, he told his mother mom all the cancer left me it's all gone. And uh, her being and his mother goes, well, we got to take tests and find out and all this. And, uh, and yes, he is cancer-free. So uh, um, it, it's just this overwhelming presence of, of compassion flows through one when they're doing this work and uh, love. And, and I just love everybody. It's, it's all that I know. I love that. And I, I can only believe that you've found your, or it found you, your mission and your purpose for life. And all of your, maybe not all of your heartaches went away, but 
obviously no longer homeless, no longer drinking, no ma no longer the drugs, no longer suicidal. When you make your life about making a difference for others, your life works out. Oh, oh, definitely. And also, Sandra, I needed to to know what humanity goes through. You know, I needed to experience that. So uh, when I'm at, when I'm at the grocery store, or at the gas station, or here at the office, or some function, I know what people go through, and I say, yes, we can all heal. We can all be light. We can all be joyous. We can all be peace. And uh, we all have this ability. Every single individual in this world has the ability to be that great light. We don't need to have a near-death experience and meet one of those enlightened ones to have it? No, no, we, we have. <laughs> no, I'm we glad I made you laugh, but... Well, you know, thank you, Sandra. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, uh, I had a client that said, Alex, very lovely person, you know, it's very spiritual. Because Alex, I, I don't want to uh, have a near-death experience so I could become enlightened. And I say, you don't have to. Just be light, be love, and be the healing energies for yourself, all people, and all things. <laughs> oh, easy. Just turn that on. Well, you know, it's funny because I just listened to your um, meditation. And for all of the listeners right now, if you go to wedontdieradio.com, I have the link to... Alex's website, but also to that audio, because it is amazing, because you, you actually release so many things out of your mind, your body, your cells, your subconscious, and then you bring in the love, the peace, the joy. Uh, I hadn't spoken to Alex yet, this is just before the interview, and I was in the living room, and with just tears running through running from my eyes with goosebumps and actually feeling the power and the strength and so much being lifted off me. And I, you know, part of me is thinking, is this my imagination or is this what you're talking about that we all can tap into this? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's an, it's an every single one of us, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, there's things that we could do to, to help ourselves if we're dealing with grief. There's things that we could do to help a loved one that's getting ready to transition. And there's also things we could do to connect with a loved one that has transitioned also. And simple things that we could do. Yes. You know, for example, if uh, the meditation CD that, that was created was my near-death experience. They pulled, you know, I released everything. So, oh, now that meditation CD can really help people release grief and, you know, Fear, anxiety. Shame, and, uh, guilt, as I just went through all this. Yes. Yes, because uh, we are our experiences, are we not? Yes. It, and one could call this cellular memory. So every experience that we have had is in the cells of our body. Uh, us being in the womb of our mother, whatever the mother experiences, you know, we also begin to absorb information. And the meditation CD was created to assist people in releasing non-nurturing, non-loving information, energy, you know. So, so, so it's just wonderful. And that was a gift that I was given, you know, through my near-death experience. Oh, it's so cool. And after I listened to it, I just felt I love this man. <laughs> I love him. But Alex, here's the thing. Not everybody's going to fly to Phoenix and 
your life, no matter how many healing techniques you have, you can't live forever in this body. So I, is what you're doing now through your books and you offer courses and things like that, teaching people how to do this, right? Well, well yes. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, you know, just like here in the office, uh, we have clients from all over the mm-hmm. world, and uh, we do sessions doing on, on a telephone. We also do uh, distant healings, which basically I just need someone's name, their first and last name. It's actually the signature of their spirit, of their existence here on Earth. Wow. Uh, and we also teach classes, and we have people that come in from Europe and all over the country, Mexico and Canada, come to attend the classes here. Uh, so uh, we like to say, you shall do as I do, and much, much more. Yeah. You know? uh, so uh, we have hundreds of students, and it, it, it just, it's a very quick way of, of uh letting go of everything and, and being that great love and peace, you know, to balance out. Do your students, uh, Alex, are they experiencing being able to help heal others as well as themselves? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, we had a woman that, that, that came in uh, from Tucson. We're here in Phoenix, and uh, she had this big tumor in her, uh, pretty large, uh, and uh, uh we had a, a you know, because we pair people up with students or, you know, with two. So you have one person, then another one, you know, so. And uh, this individual that was paired up with her told her in the very beginning, goes, I'm sorry, I have never done this before. I don't think I could help you, but, but you know, I'll do my best. By the end of the class, she said, she, because she says, I can't feel it. I can't feel it anymore. And it's it, it's it shrunk by probably 75% or so, you know, and uh, yeah, and, and other people, aches and pains, people come in to have challenging, you know, walking, and they'll be, look, I could walk, the pain is gone, and uh, they'll come in with migraines and be gone, and, and it's, just, it's, just, it's just love, you know, it's the presence of love you know, can do anything. And we all have that ability. We really do. That is so cool. And you have the book as well, A True Story yes. of Hope, Healing, and Miracles. Do you share this technique or with people in the book, or is this something where we have to go visit you to learn it? Oh, it's in the book. That's it is great. The book. And, uh, <laughs> you yeah, know, we tell the story, my experiences, and then we put the information at the end of the book. The, yeah. um, the subtitle of my book is a, uh, a Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. So I feel like when I do these interviews, I'm always listening for, like, the skeptical, you know, yeah, but, you know, okay, this guy is whatever you know you have to actually see him to be healed or you have to be one of his students and and my skeptical brain is the one who's asking me the questions but like deep in my heart I know that you just give 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 and you're all about making a difference and so you are the real deal you are about that and making a difference so it's just it's just fun to watch what's happening in my own mind when I'm asking the questions you know Oh, 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 yeah, yes, yeah, it's, you know, and, you know, to, you know, for those listeners that are out there that are, that are grieving due to the death of a loved one or that are ill and have challenges, you know, the, the meditation would help them tremendously, the information's in a book, and, and an individual simply needs to place their hands, both their hands in the center of their chest and say, I am light, I am love, and I am healing my beautiful body 
and my beautiful life today. Now, if one does that first thing in the morning when they wake up, they're telling their soul, they're telling their heart, they're telling their body and their subconscious and conscious, I am light, love, and healing, correct? So, and what it is, it builds up their light. The more light that the individual is, okay, there will be less fear, less grief, less shame, less doubt. Hmm? So, because two energies cannot occupy the same space in the cells of the body, correct? Correct. Okay, so... If one says that in the morning when they wake up, in the evening while they're in bed, every night when I go to bed, I place my hands on my chest and I say, I am light. I am love. And I am the healing energies for myself, all people, and all things. That is what I'm, te- that is what I'm telling my soul, my heart, my essence, my existence. Can we do something real quick? Um, I, yeah. I won't... On your audio, you have the repeat after me. And yes. could you just say it like, and then for all the listeners who are right now, if this is okay with you, put your hands uh, just over your chest. And I won't repeat it just so my voice isn't on there, but maybe we can all do this together. Yes. Um, yes. So we're going to do the bring in. How's okay. That sound? Sounds great. Okay. This is, this is very powerful here. So all the listeners out there, um, Place your hands in the center of your chest. These are the hands of light, the hands of love, the hands of healing. And with your thoughts, you simply say to yourself, I now bring in into every single cell of my beautiful body, into my heart and mind, light, love and healing and take a beautiful deep breath of light as you pull it out of your hands as it enters you as your soul drinks from it and your heart your body your mind and your life becomes it for i am light for i am love for i'm healing my beautiful body and my life today. Each breath that you take, continue to breathe in light as it dissipates negativity, suffering, grief, disease, and pain. For I am light. For I am love. And I'm healing my beautiful heart, my body, and my life today. For I am light. And continue to breathe in light. For the light nurtures you. The light heals you. Balances you. Brings peace to you. For I am light. For I am that magnificent light. Continue to breathe it in. To the bones of your body the cellular memory, the nerves, the blood, the organs, the lip notes and glands. For I am light. I am love. And I'm healing my beautiful body and my life today. 
for I am that light. I have always been that magnificent light. And continue to breathe it in as your soul drinks from it, as it fills up your heart, the subconscious and consciousness, and every single cell of your magnificent, beautiful body. For I am that light. The energy of creation. That's beautiful. Thank you. And I'm smiling. And, <laughs> and Sandra, I'd like to add that uh, for those of you listeners that are out there that have a loved one that, that is ill or, you know, or, or that are getting ready to transition, you could simply place your hand, hold, you could hold their hand, you know, and simply say with your thoughts, we, we sent you light, love, and healing. For we sent you light, love, and healing. And allow that energy to flow through you, you know, from the heavens, from the cosmos, from God. And let it flow out of your hand into your loved one to bring peace to them, to help with anxiety, you know, or grief, anything that they're dealing with. And um, so you can help a loved one that is, that is struggling, someone's getting ready to transition. You, you want to bring that great love to them, God's love to them, God's light to them. And it will benefit them tremendously. We've we've helped many people that are ready to transition, and uh, you know, and when God says come home, you know, you say okay, I'm coming home. So yes, but and those are those that are um, you know, you know, that are ill, and and by sending light, loving, healing, and if they're meant to stay here for, for longer, that's good too. And I would like also Sandra to mention that. For those out there that are listening that have a loved one that has transitioned, you, know, you can just put their, their picture, you know, get a picture, place it on a table, and put your hands about three or four inches above it, and say, you know, for example, if it's your mother, you say, we send to you, my mother, light, love, and healing. We send you, my mother, light, love, and healing. And that's a way to stay connected to them. And many of you are going to feel their energy. You're going to feel their essence. You're going to feel their soul. And uh, my mother and father have transitioned, and, and I do this for them several times a year, you know. And they love it, and it's a way for me to be connected to them because we have to remember that we have a soul, correct? They have a soul. The only difference between us and our loved ones have transitioned is that they don't have the physical body. You know, so it's just, it's just great that we have these tools that we could stay connected to them, nurture others that are getting ready to transition, and also nurture oneself as they're dealing with grief or illness. Yeah, and I, it just brings up my next question, because eventually we're all going to transition. So someone... I'm looking forward to it. Well, yes. It sounds like and you, you get to go back home. And, and that's another reason why I have this show, is so that there's less fear around death and less fear around life um but there are people and and i can imagine this because even when my own dad died i i tried for every kind of healing ever Mm -hmm. and and he still passed away he had cancer and so 
there's people that don't get the mirac- miraculous healing because we can't, <laughs> the truth is we can't all live forever. So something's going to bump us off. You know? oh, 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 definitely. Definitely. You know, I, I gave a lecture at, at the, at this church and, um, um, this young boy that I was telling you about, the, the 16-year-old that had stage 4 uh-huh. lymphoma, uh, his name is Jared, and he actually had a heart transplant at six months of age. Wow. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, and his, so he had that going on with him. And then, you know, his kidneys weren't, were not always strong. You know, he was having challenges with his kidneys. And then, you know, he came to me because of a stage 4 lymphoma. And, and uh, he couldn't do chemotherapy because it was killing him, you know. And, and that's why they went out in search of it. They found me. But when I was speaking at this church several months ago, uh, someone in the audience, you know, because we're talking about the souls, that when God says, come home, you come home, you know. And, it, and it's true. And uh, the individual says, you know, we're talking about Jared, how he had um, the heart transplant at the age of six months old. And someone in the audience asked about, well, did that soul already had an agreement to do that for Jared? You know, when Jared received And I said, well, it's like this. There's a soul in heaven, and God comes up to this little tiny soul and says, I would like for you to go to earth. And the soul says, no way, there's pain, there's suffering, there's grief. No, I'm not going. God says, oh, please, please do this for me. Please go to earth. And the soul says, no way, <laughs> again, <laughs> I'm in a tantrum pit because it doesn't want to come here to earth. And, and, and uh, God says, well, I want you to do this as a favor for me, okay? And the soul looks at God and says, well, how long do I have to go for it? Because remember, heaven's all peace and oh, love and joy, joy yep. and it is. And God says, just for a little while. And the little soul says, well, how long for a little while? Little, little while. <laughs> but the, the little baby soul wants something in writing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, you say a little, what's that mean? Earth years, you know, uh, spirit years, you know, cosmic years. Well, you know, and God says, just trust me, go for a little while. <laughs> just for a little, little while. The soul finally agrees. Okay, Father, I'll do it. <laughs> so the, the little soul comes, you know, and is, is born and... Uh, you know, then uh, the next thing you know, the, at six months of age, the little soul gets to go back home to God. But it leaves something very special behind. It leaves this beautiful, healthy heart for this other little baby boy at six months. So that Jared may receive it and then be healthy, and then go through another challenge experience, huh? and then be awake, reawaken with the light, so that he may go out to give others hope, peace, and love. And that's what he does now. You know, so we all have our moments. We all have a purpose while we're here, mm-hmm. and to be in service. It's just the most beautiful thing of all. Oh, it's yeah. so beautiful. And just I really get that the healings that take place really show us who we are and what we're made of. And this is heaven on earth and how powerful we are. And then there is that time, though, that God says, come home and you come home. So, oh, yeah. you know, I know in my own life, 
my dad, dad's passing away is what caused me to research grief and more about life after death and write the book and have a grief mm-hmm. audio and so many things that have helped other people. So it was his time to come home, even though we tried for a miracle. Yes, and, and you know, just uh, in regards to my father transition also, and um, but I knew it was his time to leave, you know. Uh, with my mother, it was also the same, you know, example. Just uh, I knew it was their time. You know, they served their purpose here, and they wanted to go home. You know, my, my mother wanted to go back to and visit her mother and father, and same thing with my father. So, uh, but, you know, just when an individual is ill, you know, we send them light, love, and healing. It nurtures the soul and the conscious. And, and actually, the more light, love, and healing we give to someone that's ill, you know, the more at peace they're going to be. And when they take their journey to heaven, it's going to be even more beautiful. And if they're supposed to remain here, as many people, you know, we work with several people with cancer, you know, three or four people a week, and we've done over 7,000 healing sessions. So, uh, you know, there are the spontaneous healings, and it, those spontaneous healings are to give not only the individual, but the family members, you know, and, and many, many others that, yes, to love, all things are possible, you know. But, uh, yeah, when the soul wants to go home and God says, come on, da- come on back, you know, the soul will do what it needs to do. But it's always nice to... Uh, bring light, love, and healing to someone that needs yeah, it. Yeah, thanks. I want to ask you one more question, and I, I know our time is tight. I want to be respectful of your time. We spoke briefly before the interview started about um, when we do grieve a parent's loss, there's often fights within relationships. Uh, I've had it within my family. Uh, I have a cousin that's going through it. It's all about money from her father dying. The uh, gentleman that interviewed me on his show a couple of days ago, he hasn't spoken to a brother in seven years because of what happened Mm -hmm. when the father died. For there, there is a lot of suffering uh, in more ways mm-hmm. than just physical here on earth. And do you have yes. any advice for uh, those of us who are suffering maybe with relationships? And I know there's a piece of this that we need to know joy and light and love and be able to share it um, for healing relationships. Well, uh, uh, every individual, every soul here on earth has their own course of destiny. Okay. Uh, the soul has their own agenda. Now, I had an incredible experience, and because of my experience and what I remembered was true, uh, I had to. I kept a distance away from my family, from my uh, my nine brothers and sisters. I didn't speak to them for over five years because I wanted. It was about me. Who am I? What is my purpose. I didn't want any outside influences and each one of my brothers and sisters were dealing with grief in their own sure. way. You know, some individuals are going to be angry. Some are going to be judging, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and blaming, uh, you know, each other or, you know, a lot of the blame came towards me. Quite a bit of it came towards me. And then, you know, and, uh, is this, but I am the one that had the experience before my mother and father transitioned, so I knew the truth. And, you know, it's just, I just need to stay away to become who I am and be the example to them. You know, they know what I do for a living. And, but because of my, they, 
because of me being the example of compassion, love, and peace, and non-judgment, they began to change also. So it was just the waiting period. I just I, I knew I had to wait for them to clear out, you know, to, to release and, and, and become more light. And the majority of them have done that. And, and uh, you know, uh, I remember when I first got back with them, it was totally different. It was totally different because they knew that uh, I was different. And, um, you know, and, and they seek my advice and, you know, and they honor and respect me and the work that I do. And I honor and respect their journeys here on earth also. But uh, we just have to remember that everyone deals with death differently. Right. And if we can be the example of light, love, and joy, and compassion, that yes. it can't help but just... Uh, oh, death, you know, just, you know, it, w- when one is struggling, you know, one could say, one could think about Mother Teresa, because, oh, you know, this, working with the sickest of the sick and the poorest of the right. poor, you know, and how she just continued to work. We all must continue our work, and what it, what is the best for you? You know, if it's keeping away from the family, that's good. But at a non-judgmental way, just recognizing, acknowledge, acknowledging that they're not there yet. That they're just not there. But there is opportunity for them to be there one day. You know, so just continue to be the light for them. Be humility, be compassion. And there's no right or wrong way to do life. And you had said about having someone's picture in front of you and Ooh, holding yes. your hands. I, I'm thinking maybe that can happen for somebody who's alive as well. Oh, definitely, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, just you have a photo of, of someone that you care about and love, and, you know, but there's struggles, or, or even if they're ill, you place your hand over this. We send you light, loving, healing. Now, by doing that, once again, it's between your soul and their soul. Okay, so first comes the intent. What is the intent? I want them to experience light, love, and healing. Huh? That is the intent. The intent without, you know, a motive, you know, or, or you know, well, I want something in return, but pure, unconditional love for this individual, family member, loved one. You, oh, 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 it's beautiful because the photograph of the, when you put your hand over someone's photo, it is their essence. It is their soul. It is who they are, huh? And by placing your hand over the, the photo, and I recommend maybe three or four inches above the picture. And uh, with your intent, you know, it's just light, loving, healing. Uh, you can simply say softly or just use your, you know, your, your thoughts. We send to you light, love, and healing. For we are light. For we are love. For we are healing today. And allow this light, loving, healing energies to flow through you and out of your hand as it enters into the individual, filling up their soul, their beautiful heart, and every cell of their body. That's beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you are welcome. And uh, this is how we, we, we do this for our loved ones that have transitioned also. You know, mom, you do this with your dad. You're going to love it. He's going to love it too. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I can imagine all the souls floating around heaven and some of them are dim and some of them are bright. And what a great visualization just to see the brightness being 
turned way up. So Oh, yes. This is your father. You send your father light, loving, healing. You become more light because of it. Your father will become more light because of it. And all of humanity and beyond. Oh, Alex, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And to our listener, thank you. You've been listening to We Don't Die Radio. My special guest was Alex Hermosillo. And on my website, wedontdieradio.com, I'll have a link to everything he has, his book, his meditation, um, just everything. Thanks again to Alex Hermosillo. You're welcome. And his website is Mastery of energyhealing.com Energy yes. I, I think I'm just so excited that I can't spit things out that's oh, it, okay. it, it, you know uh, where there's love many great things happen so yeah. there's love yeah. going on right now <laughs> oh, thanks again Alex and for our listener thanks for, for being here and I do have a favor to ask if this show has made a difference for you if you wouldn't mind going to iTunes and typing in We Don't Die and leaving a review or a rating. It will help other folks who are suffering, who are looking for answers, who may be grieving, know if this is a good show. So please feel free to visit WeDon'tDieRadio.com. Write me. I can send messages to our guests. Uh, This is Sandra Champlain. I believe with all my heart that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. So thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.